once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat this is the wisdom in all things podcast i'm scott it is a journey that is designed to help you integrate wisdom into all areas of your life today we're talking about finding the inspiration to make prayer a priority martin luther said this he says if i fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning the devil gets the victory through the day I have so much business, I cannot get on without spending three hours daily in prayer. What is first is foremost. I think he wasn't joking either. He was a monk. Monks don't play. It was Ian Bounds that said, God's acquaintance is not made by quick visits. I'm pretty sure he was thinking of Martin Luther praying when he said that. He knew how to make prayer a priority. Praying is still a pretty big deal in America. In in 2014, Pew Research found that 55% of us pray every day. However, they didn't ask how many people pray for at least two hours a day. You don't need a survey to ask a question you already know the answer to. If you were to ask yourself, how do we apply wisdom in all things? I think this would be your answer. Make prayer a priority. I like the definition of priority. The right to take precedence. Prayer certainly has that right. Because of its value and benefit, it is set apart above and before all things. Pat Morley reminds us of this in his devotional, The Charge to Put Prayer First. He says that as Paul gave Timothy his charge to serve God, he simultaneously said, first of all, pray. 1 Timothy 1.18, and then in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, it says, This charge I entrust you, Timothy, my child. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Putting prayer in its proper place gives light to our path. It's the ability to navigate its twists and turns. So how do we put it in its proper place? Hopefully this will be a little bit of uh, inspiration as you make prayer uh, a priority. If Martin Luther felt that his life required three hours of prayer every day back then, I wonder what he would recommend if he were living today. When I think about making prayer a priority, that is where my mind goes. What will it look like to actually make prayer a priority? I found six points of inspiration to help inch prayer towards the top of our list of those things that have the right to take precedence. First, our method is madness. It may be time for disruption. Not anything too creative or fancy, just a solid change-up on how we approach this labor of love each day. Don Whitney, he's a professor at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, says, The problem isn't that we pray about the same old things. The problem is that we tend to say the same old things about the same old things. The solution, he says, pray the Bible. In other words, slowly read a passage of Scripture and pray about all that comes to mind as you read it. Secondly, careful who you listen to. Self-talk can be useful, but it also can easily become our own worst enemy. This may be also true when we pray. Don Whitney continues, he says, The two most important personal spiritual disciplines are the intake of the Word of God and prayer, and in that order. For it is much more important for us to hear from God through His Word than for God to hear from us in prayer. Third point of inspiration, the best time to pray best. Sermon from Alistair Begg on 1 Peter 4 7 points out our need to be at our best when praying, really at this point in time. Because the worse things get, the better we need to be about being able to pray. So if they're fine now and they're going to get worse, the better we need to be at how we go about praying. 1 Peter 4 7 says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self controlled and sober minded for the sake of our prayers. 
Fourth, pray before we do it. Pray as we do it. Pray for those we're doing it for. If we truly want our prayer to be best and what is best for others, we will necessarily surround it with prayer before, during, after. Bunyan reminds us that we can do more than pray after we have prayed, but we cannot do more than prayer until we have prayed. To pray without ceasing certainly means at least this much. To pray as you work, as you drive, as you think, in whatever you do, and view prayer as the most important thing you can do for others. Fifth, do you have good prayer posture? As our bodies are positioned for prayer, so goes our souls. I kind of wonder if that is part of what Paul meant by his buffeting his body comment. We don't want what our body is saying to contradict what our heart intends to communicate. Bonnie McKernan says, Kneel, stand, close your eyes, look to the heavens. When your body is focused, it's often easier for your soul to follow. If able, pray out loud. I found that just softly whispering during my private prayer time is quiet enough that it doesn't inhibit the flow of praying, but loud enough that it keeps my mind from wandering. As C.S. Lewis observes, she says that he says the body ought to pray as well as the soul. Body and soul are better for it. And sixth, having the right expectation of prayer. God gives us his best, that is himself. We get ahead of ourselves when we go to him in prayer expecting anything more than him. Chrysostom, an early church father, says if we never gained anything from prayer but the communion with God that prayer really is, that should be sufficient to make prayer a constant thing. Imagine the reality when you pray of entering into the very throne room and communing with the living God of the universe. True prayer brings the mind into the immediate contemplation of God's character and holds it there until the believer's soul is properly impressed. That's what you want out of prayer. Making prayer a priority means our priorities will be prioritized. That is, what we think is important will get the scrutiny of God's loving, eternal, fatherly knowledge and will. Through prayer, we stand the chance of knowing what is truly a priority. John Piper says, Prayer is God's way of bringing our priorities into line with His. God wills to make great things the consequence of our prayers when our prayers are the consequence of His great purposes. And there they are, the six points of inspiration. It may be time for a disruption. Don't have to get creative or too fancy, but change things up as to how you approach this labor of love each morning in prayer. Be careful who you listen to. The self-talk needs to quiet down. God's word really is what needs to be primary in our prayer. Praying well now will mean we'll be praying our best and most effective when we desperately need it. We want to be praying before we do something, as we're doing it, and certainly be praying for those that we're doing it for. Don't forget the posture of prayer, too. Our minds bodies need to be in sync as we go to prayer. And have the right expectation of prayer. We don't go to God to get more than God or other than God. And when we make prayer a priority, our priorities then are prioritized. There are quite a few more episodes at the website. Stop by wisdominallthings.com for the rest of them. And if you wouldn't mind, tell at least 75 people about about wisdom in all things. Okay, is that fair? Uh, the podcast and the website. It's wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening.